Here on Monday, July twenty second, twenty nineteen. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. On today's show, Patrick and I are going to go game by game and predict Ohio State's twenty nineteen football schedule. Mr. Murphy, we will start right at the top. The Fighting Lane Kiffins coming to town August thirty first. Florida Atlantic. Uh, they are picked to win their division of Conference USA by Phil Steele. I found that interesting. Um, how do you think? I mean, I'll just go. I, I, I'm going to shock everybody. I think Ohio State's going to win that game. How do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. That's going to be quite the shocker. Um, I think that game's interesting just because, obviously, the first true game under Ryan Day, obviously we had the three um, the three interim head coaching games last year. But, you know, I'm, I, as an Ohio State fan, I, I'm not concerned about Florida Atlantic. They do have some talent, some names that people who have watched – first two seasons of last chance you might recognize but uh lane kiffin's team i don't think will uh will be too much for the buckeyes in week one and cincinnati in week two could be interesting luke fickle's got a lot of returning starters from a team that was really good last year and again looking at phil Steele's magazine he has the cincinnati bearcats projected to win the american athletic conference at least their half of it and play in the championship game for that conference um Great. I'm really happy with the job Luke Fickle is doing down there. Could not be any happier for him. Um, and you're going to have a lot of guys on that team that, for example, Michael Warren, who was Mr. Football in Ohio from Toledo, didn't even get a sniff from Ohio State. And he's down there running the ball really well for Cincinnati. You're going to have a lot of kids that, from Ohio that didn't get offered by Ohio State, going to be playing in Ohio Stadium. Plus, of course, the Luke Fickle effect. Um, could the Buckeyes be in trouble in this game, Patrick? I think this could be one of those nervy games. Um, I think Ohio State wins, but of these first four games, three non-conference and one Big Ten game, this is probably the one that is is most nervy uh, just because of what you said. You know, we've talked before about Mac schools that come in with Ohio kids motivated because, like you said, they didn't get Ohio State offers. I think Cincinnati is a step above that um, and, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to play. I think Ohio State takes care of business, but it wouldn't surprise me if at halftime, you know, that game's a lot closer than, than Buckeye fans would like it to be, and maybe Ohio State pulls away a little bit, but, you know, these early season games are going to be a test. Uh, the new coaching staff, you know, new starters at quarterback, offensive line, linebacker, and I think this one will be the biggest of those tests to kind of see where those guys are um, in terms of fitting in and, and being really ready to play Ohio State football. In the following week, I'm with you, by the way. I think Ohio State will win, but it won't be easy against Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. they might eventually – the score might look good by the end, but I think there's going to be some nervous moments, and Cincinnati's going to play their A game. Um, kind of like the last time they season, Cincinnati. Yeah, it does, it does seem to get tricky sometimes against Cincinnati. I mean, even like the 2002 National Championship season, I mean, they really should have lost at Paul Brown Stadium to Cincinnati. And like a lot of games in that 2012, or 20, 2000 and 
2002 season is what I'm trying to say. A lot of, like a lot of games in that 2002 national championship season, the, the Buckeyes found a way to win that game against Cincinnati. But, man, that, was, that could have went either way. The following week, the first road game and the first Big Ten game of the season for the Buckeyes, all in one, at Indiana. Uh, people might laugh at Indiana. I get that. I've been guilty of that, too. This Indiana team, they're 5-7 and seven last year. They have seven returning starters on each side of the ball. Seven on offense, seven on defense. Uh, they've got a couple quarterbacks they like. Um, how, do you see, how do you see this one playing out in Bloomington? It tends to be a tricky situation for Ohio State when they go to Bloomington. I don't know why. Um, you know, they always seem to figure out how to win the game, but, uh, you know, it's it's never easy. Um, and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that, again, for the similar reasons as the Cincinnati game, you're still trying to figure out, um, you know, a, a number of positions. I think this is a similar one where Ohio State pulls away late and it ends up looking fine. Um, but these early games, I mean, I just, you know, I think you really need to, to use these to figure it out, still find ways to win. I think Ohio State does that, um, goes 1-0 in Big Ten play. But, you know, I, I think Indiana, especially if they find a quarterback over the first two weeks of the season that they like and they're not, you know, shifting guys around at that position, um, I think they could, you know, again, test Ohio State at least a little bit. And, you know, that could be one of the games where we can really start to see how this defense is going to be because Indiana has been known to, to put up some points on Ohio State. So, um, you know, I, I imagine they try and test the Buckeyes again, but I think it's a, a third win and a first win in the Big Ten for Ohio State. The Miami Redhawks come to town the following week. By the way, I do think Ohio State will beat Indiana. I agree with everything you said there. Um, the Miami Redhawks are picked to finish second in the MAC East behind the Ohio Bobcats. Um, my niece, Jennifer, will be a student at uh, the University, or not the University of Miami, Miami University, and, but she's a diehard Ohio State fan, so that'll be interesting. Uh, she'll be rooting for the Buckeyes that day, uh, even though she'll be with her friends from Miami. Um, again, though, Miami's not a joke of a team. Like, I think everybody you know, from around the country is going to look at Ohio State's schedule. Yes, yeah, some of these teams that don't have you know, brand recognition – they're not going to be like competing for like top 25 votes or anything like that, but these are a good teams. They're not taking, you know, Miami to finish last in the MAC, second in their division of the MAC. Uh, so again, I think Ohio State's going to blow out Miami, but they're not going to be, you know, a terrible MAC team that's going to come to Columbus the fourth week of the season. This is an interesting game because I think Ohio State will win. I do appreciate what Miami has built, um, but. I think because of what's coming the next week, I think this is a game where you really want to be clicking on all cylinders and in the the areas that there are question marks. Um, You've had three weeks to start to figure some things out. Uh, You're back at home after a first road game, first Big Ten game. So, you know, I expect Ohio State and Ryan Day and the new coaching staff to kind of really have things going at this point. Uh, This is a game where I think you see a little bit more of what Ohio State's going to be this year. And, uh, you know, I think this could be a game where just just because of what they know is coming the next couple weeks with the start of Big Ten play, consistent Big Ten play that uh, you see Ohio State really, really put kind of a hurting on Miami. You know, not not a huge blowout, but what, what you'd expect against a MAC team, even a good MAC team. And you mentioned the following week, week five at Nebraska. Yeah. Um, you go first. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win this game? This is a tough one. Uh, this may be about as tough as, as there is on the schedule, especially the, the first half of the schedule. Um, you know, Nebraska is a team obviously getting a lot of hype this offseason. Scott Frost in his second year. Adrian Martinez in his second season at quarterback. You know, 
I need to see it first. I, I, I believe they're going to be good. I believe they're going to, uh, you know, make things very difficult for Ohio State. You know, this could be one of those tough games. Obviously, Ryan Day's first major test on the road as, as the full-time head coach. But I think Ohio State continues uh, the streak against Nebraska and, you know, gets a win in Lincoln. It would it, be close. It's going to be a fun game. Um, you know, I've enjoyed my trips to, to Lincoln. But, uh, yeah, I think Ohio State does it, but in, in very close fashion. And, you know, Nebraska still gained some respect out of that game, and it shows that they're moving in the right direction. But I, I just don't think they're quite there yet with, with the recruiting and whatnot, and Ohio State manages to pull out a win. Yeah, I've been on record that Ohio State's going to slip up one time in the regular season. I, I say that they're going to go 11-1 and one, but still win the Big Ten East, still go to the Big Ten Championship game, and I have them winning the Big Ten Championship and going to the playoff at 12-1. and one. But I do have them losing a game, and when I mentioned that, I didn't pick which game. I, I just thought they were going to slip up one time. And But for the sake of this show, I'm going to say the one time they're going to slip up is going to be at Nebraska. Um, Everything you said is true. I mean, I think their defense still needs to, by far, they still need to prove it. I think their offense is going to be humming. I think Martinez is going to be excellent. Scott Frost is brilliant. Um, and I just like what he's doing there. Their defense will be improved, but I'm not sure how much. But I think that one day, that one night probably, they're going to give Ohio State all they can handle and probably pull out a close win, I'll say. So I'll say Nebraska wins that one. Um, and all right, so you have it 5-0. and oh, I have it 4-1 and one going into the Michigan State game here in Columbus October 5th before their first off week. Uh, how do you see the game against the Spartans going on on October 5th? This one's always interesting, those those games right after you play a big game, especially an away game. Um, I imagine the Nebraska game will be at night unless the Fox schedule makes it a noon game. But uh, I, you know, how you come back and respond, we already know the Michigan State game will be a 7.30 kick. So, um, you know, we saw it last year. You know, Ohio State has a, a great win against Penn State, goes back to and plays against Purdue, or goes, I guess that's two years ago, against Iowa, um, you know, and, and you have a letdown. But, you know, I, I'm not overly scared of Michigan State. I think they're still trying to figure things out. I think Ohio State does does win that game, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's maybe a sluggish kind of, uh, you know, battle that we've seen between Ohio State and Michigan State in the, in recent years. Yep, I have Ohio State winning that game. Michigan State's going to be good. They have a lot of returning starters back. Their defense will be stout. If Lewerke can stay healthy, which he wasn't last year. A lot of people made fun of Lewerke yeah. last year, but he was playing with the bum shoulder. He couldn't even throw the football, really. Uh, kind of an important thing to be able to do if you're a quarterback. So he was pretty good <laughs> as a sophomore in 2017. Not against Ohio State he was. Ohio State blew the doors off of them. But overall, Lewerke was pretty good as a third-year sophomore in 2017. If he can... Stay healthy and take that next step as a fifth-year senior. I actually think Michigan State's going to be a good team this year, but I do think Ohio State's going to get the job done, uh, especially if they do lose to Nebraska. And hopefully I'm wrong about that, Bucknutters. People are going to be mad at me that I'm picking them to lose one game. But uh, especially if they lose to Nebraska, I expect them to come back and just take care of business big time against Michigan State. Uh, hopefully they're sitting there 6-0 and after the Michigan State game. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I have them beating Michigan State. Then they go into the, their first off week, October 12th. They don't play, and then – Kind of a weird thing. They play on a Friday night at Northwestern, October 18th. It'll be a night game. Northwestern is also off of a bye. We know Northwestern is going to be always a solid team, especially in their little stadium there. They got you know, Hunter Johnson coming in at quarterback. I think he's going to be really good for them. He was a you know five-star quarterback. The only reason he transferred from Clemson is we know Clemson had some good quarterbacks there. Um, how do you think this game in Evanston on a Friday night is going to go, Patrick? This is the one that's – you know, I'm probably most concerned about other maybe right on par with the Nebraska game because, like you said, it's a Friday. It's a weird week because they, you know, don't 
get to prepare their normal way. Now, having to buy the week before certainly helps because you can adjust, um, you know, you can adjust your schedule accordingly. But, uh, you know, going to Northwestern the last time they were there, it was a tricky game. Um, you know, this is a Northwestern team that played pretty tough in the Big Ten Championship game. Obviously, Ohio State pulled away. Um, I like Hunter Johnson. I think he's going to be very good there, especially, you know, halfway through the season here when he's had time to adjust and, and you know, get into a rhythm. Um, this is where I think Ohio State loses. I think Ohio State loses this one, not in any sort of blowout fashion like we've seen in recent weeks but or recent years, but, you know, a close one where Northwestern gets a little bit of revenge for last year's Big Ten Championship game. I don't think it'll be, um, you know, considered a really bad loss. I don't expect Northwestern to be a ranked team or anything, but Ohio State keeps it relatively close, keeps it close for sure, um, and, you know, is, is still in the hunt, um, but does suffer their first loss of the year here. Yeah, first loss at Evanston, uh, shades of 2004 going over there and losing in overtime. That was like the first time in, in like, uh, the modern era of college football that Ohio State had lost to Northwestern. I think it was since the early 70s, but it's used. Fun to say the modern era of college football. All right, you have them losing to Northwestern. I have them beating Northwestern, but that's going to be a tough game. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald will have his guys ready to play. Right. I was rewatching the Big Ten championship game, and I mean, not that anybody forgot about this, but Ohio State has the big lead at halftime, and then Northwestern comes out and scores two touchdowns, boom, boom, to start the third quarter, and it's like, boom, it's like a four-point game. And it's man, and Ohio State then, of course, took care of business, won the game, 45 to 24 in the Big Ten championship. But Northwestern was right there in the third quarter of that game, so you know, at home, it's going to be their Super Bowl. They're going to be ready to play. But I have Ohio State winning a close win in Evanston uh, next week. The Buckeyes get an extra day to prepare for Wisconsin, um, but the very next week, Wisconsin's coming to the Horseshoe, October 26th. Always interesting when the Buckeyes and Badgers get together. How do you see this one shaking out, Pat? It's funny. As we were, as I was preparing for this, when we talked about what we were going to do today, um, you know, I think so many people have, have talked about, well, they don't have a great non-conference schedule, and, and, you know, the schedule shapes up pretty good for high State this year. And then I get to these games, and I'm like, well, this one could be tricky, you know. And Wisconsin's another team coming in, you know, playing a very different that Wisconsin style, running the ball. Obviously, they're they're very talented doing that. Um, you know, the, the the defense is good. I think their quarterback play will be improved this year. One of the best running backs in the country. Um, I still think Ohio State wins this one, but again, I think this could be uh, you know a, a, an interesting contest, probably more interesting than people want it to be. I think the kickoff time for this will be interesting to me because if Fox grabs this one as a noon game, I think you know that could be kind of a sleepy start, especially coming off of a night game at Northwestern like we talked about. Uh, but I do think Ohio State wins. I think they're more talented than Wisconsin, and, and that'll play out. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin, they, they're always going to be able to, like, to run the ball. But, they're, you know, they, they lost – I think they only have two returning starters on the offensive line, maybe just one. And, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is arguably the best running back in the country. But, uh yeah, they have to figure out their quarterback situation. They might be starting a, a true freshman in Graham Mertz. We'll see what happens with, uh, with with Wisconsin. I think Paul Chris is like a decent coach. He's like not better than decent. He's he's he's, he's okay. He's okay. Um, then they get another. I think it's another. I have them beating Wisconsin as well. I have them, um, and then they have another off week. Their second off week in uh, you know what would be November second, Saturday, November second. They're not playing, and then they play Maryland in Columbus, November ninth. First year coach Mike Loxley revamping that program. How do you see this one playing out? First of all, while I'm sure Ohio State fans are not thrilled about two off weeks, 
how great is this for us that we get two weeks of the year where we can just watch college football and not have to worry about covering a game. That's a, that's going to be a nice, <laughs> nice two-week break. Um, for the game, though, I think, you know, Mike Loxley may be the guy to help turn Maryland around or at least start that process, but I don't see that happening in, in one off offseason. Um, obviously, Maryland played Ohio State very tough last year in uh, down south, but uh, but I think Ohio State will be too much for the Terps in this one. I think this is this is one of those where where they walk away with it pretty handily. Maybe get some guys in, um, you know, some some of the backups in early in this contest. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that that's it's not going to be a close game, and uh, the Buckeyes are going to take care of business and then some. And then um, they travel to Rutgers the following week. You're talking about the two teams that are picked worst in the Big Ten East. Everybody yeah. has Indiana ahead of Maryland and Rutgers. So if everybody that's dogging on Indiana, they're going to be better than Maryland and Rutgers. And as we mentioned, Ohio State has to go there the third week of the season uh, into Bloomington. So but anyway, at Rutgers, I like Chris Ash, but this will be, as we were joking, at Big Ten Media Days, making his fourth and final appearance at Big Ten Media Days. Rutgers, Chris Ash. I hope I'm wrong about that because I do like Chris Ash. I hope the Buckeyes win a national title in 2014, but uh, Patrick, at Rutgers, that could get ugly for the Scarlet Knights. I think the biggest question here is if Chris Ash is still coaching for this game. Um, you know, Has he made it this far into the season before getting fired? Uh, and like you said, good guy. We enjoyed covering him. Obviously did some very good things for the Ohio State defense, but Stepped into a very tough situation going to Rutgers. Um, got some head coaching experience, which I think will help him down the road. But um, you know, I, I think Ohio State will will face a Rutgers team with a very poor record, maybe even no wins at this point. I'd have to look at their schedule. But uh, yeah, the, the last few trips to Piscataway have not gone well for uh, for Rutgers when Ohio State's come to town. I don't think this one will either. I think Ohio State runs through this game pretty convincingly. So that sets the stage for the final two weeks. So if we're right, Ohio State's going to be sitting there uh, with a 9-1 and record after 10 weeks and very much in the college football playoff discussion. You know, if they're sitting there at 9-1 uh, you know, with, you know, close, I have them a close loss to Nebraska. You have them a close loss to Northwestern. Those are not games that are going to, like, kill Ohio State. They just can't afford to lose, like, to a bad team by, like, 30, like they've done a few times. Um, but they're sitting there at, you know, they're sitting there at 9-1, and with two weeks left, they are right in the middle of the playoff discussion. So let's get with it. Uh, November 23rd, Penn State comes to town, second to last week of the season. How do you see that one playing out? I'm not buying the Penn State. I mean, not that there's a ton of hype around Penn State of late, especially in recruiting. But, I, you know, I think this is going to be a step back for Penn State. I think without the offensive weapons they've had, um, you know, and I know they've recruited well in recent years, but, you know, it's just, you know, looking at their roster, looking at the talent, I, I think it's just a, one of those years where, you know, because you haven't recruited at, not to quote James Franklin, but an elite level consistently, um, you know, you're going to have a year where you, you take a step back. And I think this is going to be this year. I can see this team, you know, having three losses or so and, and being kind of in the middle of that Big Ten East instead of up towards the top where they've been in recently. Um, so, you know, I think they'll still give Ohio State a game. They always do. Uh, well, not always, but usually do. Um, but I think this will be – um, a good game, but an Ohio State win, uh, setting up obviously the the next week in Ann Arbor. Yeah, it's just weird seeing Penn State so late in the season, especially yeah. you know, right before the Michigan game. I've, you know, that's that's just so rare. Usually they play Penn State kind of middle of the year, and uh, but I do. I think it's somewhat of a bad. I mean, Penn State's always going to have talent, but with a new quarterback coming to Columbus, I think it's going to be for Penn State standards. 
you know, a bit of a down year. I can see them going like eight and four, and yeah, that's not going to be an easy game for Ohio State. Um, it never is against Penn State. Rarely is. I guess it was a year when you know Bill O'Brien was still here. I think in 2013, Ohio State won 63 to 14, paying Penn State back finally for 1994 when Penn State beat Ohio State 63 to 14. But it's usually a pretty close game, and uh, yeah, I do think Ohio State's going to win that game and then get ready for that team up north the following week at Michigan, November 30th. Um, I mean, Jim Harbaugh agrees. He thinks he's the favorite. Um, everybody's touting Michigan. We'll see. Uh, you go first. How do you see how do you see the game playing out, Patrick? Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Um, you know, everyone's talked about it. This is Jim Harbaugh's chance not only to to beat the Buckeyes for the first time with no Urban Meyer on the sideline, but also potentially win the Big Ten. This is a Michigan team that could come in with a very similar record, maybe even a undefeated record into this game. A lot of pressure, um, especially playing at home, but you know, also want revenge for last year, uh, the blowout in Columbus. You know, I've, I've gone back and forth on this game, and, and not just as we're talking about this, but in, in talking to people and, and whatnot. I'm going to say Ohio State wins. Um, I, I don't feel great about that. I think, you know, I, I, I want to see Michigan play a few weeks before I really make a firm prediction on this, and obviously – you know, we, we, we can uh, change our minds before we get to November on, on how we feel about this game. But I'm going to say Ohio State wins, setting them up to go back to the Big Ten championship game. Um, but, uh, but you know, I think I think this is going to be one of those classic dogfight Ohio State-Michigan games. Um, I'll be really interested to see how Ryan Day approaches it. Obviously, he's talked the talk about keeping uh, the, the tradition alive, you know, how Urban Meyer handled everything about Michigan. But, uh, you know, it's just – it's different when – you know, you, you didn't grow up in it. You know, I think that was one of the great things about Trestle and, and Urban Meyer was they knew what this rivalry meant. They could they could make sure the players, even especially the guys from out of state, understood that. Um, and I think that's important. You know, I think that's something that maybe Michigan hasn't had as much. So, you know, can Ryan Day keep that up? Do they really um, have, you know, that, that same level of intensity in this game? If they do, I think Ohio State's the more talented team, um, it being in Ann Arbor. <laughs> You know, it's, it, it doesn't scare me. I don't think it should scare them. That place, uh, you know, while an interesting stadium doesn't hold sound in well, it's it's not a crazy intimidating environment um, compared to some of the other stadiums that Ohio State goes to. So I think Ohio State can, can get one in this game, um, continue the streak, take it to 8-0, and and uh, give Ryan Day his first win. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting, going to be very close. And, uh, you know, I reserve the right to, uh, to, to make a change on that one if uh, – if all of a sudden, you know, Ohio State looks sluggish through the first six weeks and, and Michigan looks like gangbangers or something. Yeah, um, hopefully they don't look like gangbangers. That, that, that wouldn't be good. Uh, but, uh, uh, gangbusters, is that what I mean? Or, gang, or gangbusters, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a tough game. If you're Michigan, you got to feel like uh, now or never, right? Get Ohio State at home, first-year head coach. Michigan's got a lot of returning starters. Um, you know, I mean, they've lost. They lost some key guys on defense. Ohio State has more defensive returning starters than Michigan does. Uh, Michigan only has five returning starters. Yeah, and two of their coaches, exactly. Yeah, they poached Madison and uh, Al Washington. And I love, I love what Ohio State did with their staff, especially Jeff Halfley. I do think Ohio State's going to win the game, but it'll be like um, pretty much most the games. That's going to be. I'll, I'll go in there, you know, pretty uh, you know, butterflies in the stomach. You know, wondering what might happen. But if the Buckeyes are at full strength. 
you know, I really like their chances to go up there. I think Michigan's overrated. I think people are just thinking, okay, well, it's year five in Notre, and it's year five for Harbaugh, and Urban's not there anymore, so let's just pick Michigan. I know people are looking a little more in-depth into it than that, but not too much. Um, I really feel like people are just like, ah, they're just assuming Urban's not here anymore. If you break down these rosters and you look at the recruiting rankings of every kid that was on either team, other than this past, you know, the 2019 recruiting class, um, Ohio State had a much better class, and even so, those are the kids that are on both rosters. Ohio State has more talent. If you look, if you buy into recruiting rankings, and even the true freshmen, even the 2019 class, yeah, Michigan finished ahead of Ohio State, but Ohio State had a much higher average star rating. So they're going to have some guys come in and play um, that were five-star recruits. Michigan will too. I mean, Daxton Hill's probably going to start for them, but I think Ohio State's the more talented team. And you know, barring you know Justin Fields and Gunnar Hoke being hurt for that game or something, they're down to Chris Chuganoff. I think Ohio State's going to go up to Ann Arbor and continue the pain for Michigan and win that game. So if they do, Patrick, you know, we're, we have them both at 11 and one after the Michigan game. That would make them for sure uh, Big Ten East champs, especially if we have only had them losing a crossover game. So do you have them winning the Big Ten championship, and do you have them going on to the playoff? I do. I think. Um... The Big Ten championship game will be – it'll be interesting to see who their opponent is. Um, you know, if, if, if I'm projecting without doing too much research on other teams' schedules, I think it's likely either Nebraska or Wisconsin. So two teams that they've already played uh, this year, which is tough. You know, going against a team for the second time is, is never easy. Um, now, if, if you're right and the Nebraska loss is, is their only loss, that's a lot of motivation going to the Big Ten championship game. If I'm right, you're going to have to beat – a Nebraska team twice, um, a Wisconsin team twice. So, uh, you know, but I think, like I said, in both those games, I think Ohio State's the more talented team. So I think they win the Big Ten championship game. And, and even if they play someone else, you know, I think if it's not either of those two of the, the bigger powers from the West, um, they'll be fine. The playoffs will be interesting. I think then you get into matchups and, and you know, a little bit more um, you know, game planning because you have so much time and, and from there, you know, it just kind of depends on how things have shaken out around the country. But, uh, you know, I, I do think this Ohio State team has the talent. Um, you know, it's it's going to be very dependent on Justin Fields' development and that offensive line. I think that's where I'm most uh, most concerned. Uh, you know, if that if those things don't come together, and I think they will, I think they'll be fine. I do think it'll take Justin Fields some time to to get into the flow of things. But I think once the season starts going, kind of like we saw with Dwayne Haskins last year. Um, once once things really start going, um, he's going to become much closer to the quarterback that everyone saw coming out of high school than what we saw in the spring game. And, uh, you know, that offense will be humming. The defense, I, I, I have a lot of faith in these defensive coaches. I like everything we heard and saw in the spring. Um, so I think they have enough. And I like Ryan Day. You know, um, a first-year head coach is, is always a little bit nervy, especially at a place like Ohio State. But I think he's the man for the job. And I think he proves that getting Ohio State to the playoffs in his first year. And I don't know if this team goes on and wins a national championship in year one, but I think, you know, they really set the standard um, that, you know, hey, Urban Meyer may be gone, but but this this is still Ohio State. We're still going to roll through teams, and uh, we're going to get back to the playoffs with, with, with a very good season. Very well said. I'm, I'm a – I've been very impressed with everything Ryan Day has done. Um, you know, we'll see if he can carry it into the season. I think he will. Uh, it's easy to win the off season, um, but sure. uh, I've been so impressed with everything he's done, putting his staff together, recruiting, the way he handles his business with 
the media, and just everything he does across the board. I've been very impressed with him. I think uh, Gene Smith did a good job there. And initially, as you know, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking, nothing against Ryan Day, but I was thinking, why are you not doing a national search? If you do a national search, sure. and guys interview them, and, and Ryan Day's still your guy, then he's still your guy. What's the problem? Are you worried about you're going to offend him if you bring in like other people to interview? But I see why they did it. They knew they had their guy, and um, I think Ohio State's in excellent hands with Ryan Day. We're in excellent hands with Patrick Murphy. That was a fun show, my friend. Um, really appreciate it, Patrick, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.